It's episode 63 of the Keto for Women show. You're listening to the Keto for Women show, and I'm your host and nutritionist, Sean Miner. This show is designed to empower women to find their own expression of the keto diet to maximize their health and happiness. Now let's get started with today's episode. Hey, hey, friends. Welcome back. Thanks, as always, for joining me on Keto for Women today. And always, we're going to have a really good episode today about finding your version of the keto diet, which I know from the very beginning, this has been something that I've always talked about. What I'm talking about today is actually the talk that I gave at KetoCon back in June. Is that June? Yes, I believe it was June. All my months are running together at this point. But I'm going to basically be giving that talk to you here today. And I'll explain why I chose to do that and everything in a minute. But very much the messages that I always share here on Keto for Women. But I think it is always helpful, first of all, to hear them more than once, right? I think we all are learning that we need to keep hearing things before they actually make sense or before we actually start applying them, whatever the case may be. But also maybe more succinctly or maybe just having it all in one spot in this one episode will be helpful for you all. And of course, if you didn't get to go to KetoCon, then now it's not like you missed out on anything because you will hear my talk. Although I will say that, of course, there were many other speakers and many other vendors and lots of other fun things that you will have to go to KetoCon to get. So go next year. It's totally worth it. But anyway, before we get into this particular episode, a few announcements. Most of them are all just repeats that I'm making sure you all know as many times as possible before it actually happens. So We're going to go through them again. The first and most important thing that I announced in last week's episode was the change to the Fat Burning Female project schedule. So I will only be holding one more project class this year in 2018, and it is the September class. So I will not have a November class like I normally do. I will be having some other things going on, which I'll let you know about that soon, hopefully. And so I will have to condense my time and put all of it into the September class only. This is also the last class before I make a few changes within the course and I increase the price because of those changes. So I haven't increased the price the entire time I've done the Fat Burning Female Project, almost two years now. But now is the time because I will be making some updates and changes. And so come January 2019 class, there will be a price increase. And so if you have been thinking at all ever about doing the Fat Burning Female Project, maybe you wanted to do it sometime in 2018 before the holidays, which I think is such a great time to do the Fat Burning Female Project because first of all, you'll get into fat burning mode, you'll kind of decrease those sugar cravings and everything like that before the holidays hit. So you won't have this total like demolishing of all health goals over the holiday season, which I see happen all the time. So you're kind of getting ahead of that, which is really nice. But also you'll be part of this community of supportive women that can kind of help you through that time of year. If that's something that's hard for you being around family and being around baked goods and Thanksgiving stuff and Christmas stuff and New Year's stuff, all that, you'll be part of this community already. So 
those are some really good reasons to get into the project at this time before all of that hits. And then of course, you know, just to make sure that you're getting it at this current price, which it will no longer be. So now that you know that, please do not act surprised when this happens come January because I'm giving you so much notice that it's happening and I'm giving you one more opportunity to get in before the price increase. So make sure you take advantage if you've ever wanted to be a fabricating female. If you are someone that wants to do the self-study, that is always going to be available. That will continue to be available throughout this time. It's kind of an ongoing thing. You start it when you want to. You stop when you want to. You can do whatever you want with it. It's very much a DIY version of the class, and that will stay as is. So if you don't make it into the September class, you can still always do the self-study option and then pick up in January if you'd like to actually get into the project at that time. And that is something, a question I get very often is if you do the self-study, can you then go into the project? Yes, you can. Once you get access to the self-study, there is a coupon code that will take that cost that you paid for the self-study off of the cost of the project. So you can always do that. But come January, of course, the project will be increasing. So that will be a higher price point to get into the class. Think we got that clear for now. Now to cover enrollment. September 4th is our one-day enrollment for the Fat Burning Female Project. That is a Tuesday. It is only one day because it will absolutely 100% sell out, especially since this is the last one of the year and before that price change. So it will sell out quickly. So if you know you want to be in it, I would highly recommend first putting it on your calendar and second, making sure you are on the newsletter sign up to get an email from me when that opens. So you will be the first to know when that enrollment opens if you are on that list. You can do so at bit.ly slash FBF project that will be linked in the show notes. You can easily access that. You can go to my website, seanminer.com and get easy access to that as well. Plenty of ways to make sure you get notified. Emailing me will not do it. So you will not get access to the class just because you emailed me. It has to be from that email newsletter that you then receive the email when it is open. So please make sure to do that process and not just send me an email because as you all know, I get lots of emails and that would most likely not be something I would even see. So, okay, now that we got that out of the way, I also want to make sure that you guys remember We have an awesome sponsor, Primally Pure. I've talked about them a lot on the podcast before, especially when it comes to making the switch to natural skincare, to getting rid of some of these toxic products that we're using on our skin and in our house and all that stuff that is really putting a burden on our liver. The easiest and most fun step to take to get started on that journey is definitely with your skincare products. And I think it's the most fun because You just get the most amazing, beautifully scented products that work so well, better than the products you're getting at the drugstore right now. These products are absolutely amazing and they smell so much better. Like you can tell that they are not toxic because just in the way they smell, not to mention how they act on your skin and what they do for you. It's just incredible. And that's what Primally Pure does. I highly recommend you get involved 
in this promo that they are giving us as Keto for Womeners right now. So through the end of September, so you have about another month to get your hands on this deal. It's 10% off when you use the coupon code KETO, the number four women at primallypure.com. That's 10%. And they don't do a whole lot of deals and specials and coupons and things like that. So this is really important and it's a really huge deal and I'm excited to have them as part of the Keto for Women community. So 10% Keto, the number four women at primallypure.com. That's only going on through September 2018. So make sure you're getting your hands on that. Honestly, I would get some now, see what you really like and then place another order before the end of that promo to restock on the things that you have found that you absolutely love. And I can already tell you, it will be the deodorant. I really like the charcoal deodorant. I'm just now going to try the new blue tansy deodorant they just got out. So I'm really excited about that. I'll let you know what I think. I really love the beauty cream for face cream. I use it once a day. It just has done amazing things for my skin. And also the dry shampoo. I was very skeptical such a fan. It works so well. smells really good, really easy to use. It's just great. So those are my top three. But of course, you would just need to try a bunch of things and see what you like and then go from there. I can't wait to hear what you think. Okay. And then lastly, just a reminder, the webinar for Keto for Hormones, which is what I had officially decided to chat about. Again, I know I've done it. We did it a few months ago, but it was a really big hit with a lot of questions that I didn't even get to actually. So I want to give it another go. And, you know, again, like I just said, it's something where we kind of need to continue to hear information on this before we make the changes or take action or do what we need to do before it really sinks in, I guess. And so doing this again is really going to help me get you there. So of course, it will be similar slides and things that I've talked about before. So if you were on the webinar a few months ago, you will notice some similarities. But of course, I mean, the way that I deliver it, what I actually say when I'm live is totally different. So you will still get some really good knowledge, probably things that you haven't heard me say, either on the webinar or here on Keto for Women. If you've never been to one of my webinars, I think you should just come. It's really fun. You actually get to see my face and not just hear my voice, which is always good, I think, sometimes to know that I actually do have animation when I talk and I smile and laugh and stuff like that. So you can see my face, which is good. And it's live. So if you have any questions while I'm talking, you can use the chat function and webinars are just fun, I think. Of course, it's free. So all you have to do is make sure that you sign up so you get a spot. Another thing about the last time was that there were a very limited number of actual seats within the live show. And this show, I'm acting like it's a (laughs) performance, (laughs) the live webinar. It's not a performance. It's just me. But I will make sure that there are a lot more spots available so no one gets turned away. So that's another thing to look out for if you tried to get in last time and you couldn't and never got around to watching the replay or whatever. That won't happen this time. So you can actually join me live. Just make sure that you put your information in the sign up form so that you get your spot so that the computer knows that you're heading in and we can expect you there. So that will be really fun. Keto for Hormones, Friday, July 31st at 11 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. So calculate that. 
go onto Google if you need to and figure out what that would be in your time zone if you want to attend live. Of course, I always record them. And of course, I always send them to you. So if you sign up for the webinar, you will still get the recording even if you don't attend live. So signing up is really important because it automatically will send you out an email with the recording when it's done so that you can watch it on your own time if you, for whatever reason, can't be there live. Okay? So the sign-up sheet is available now. You can go to the link in the show notes to access that, or you can head over to my website, seanminer.com, and get access to the webinar sign-up sheet as well there. But you have one week to sign up because we are doing it live next Friday. Can't wait to see you all, chat with you all, get to know you all a little bit better over there on the webinar. All right. I think that's enough of announcements for one day. So like I said, here's what we're doing today. I've taken my exact talk that I gave at KetoCon and I'm doing it for you here. So I have the slides that I used at KetoCon right in front of me. I'm just going to go off of them. When I do talks, I don't plan really what to say because I found over doing it more and more that the more planned I am, the worse it goes. And the more I just kind of say what I think I should say in the moment, the better it goes. Kind of very similar to the podcast, which I think you all have noticed. So I didn't have much of a plan, but you know, the good thing with doing a talk and having a PowerPoint presentation is that that kind of leads your talk. So I was going to at least considering doing this for the webinar, this particular talk, which is finding your version of the keto diet. But as I went through the slides, I realized that there really wasn't that much that would be lost if you didn't have the slides in front of you. They're very much just kind of almost like, kind of told the story a little bit, but very much can be done without the talk. Whereas Keto for Hormones really needs the slides to really show what I'm trying to convey, you know, through the charts and the graphs and just everything we need to learn about hormones and stress in our bodies. It really helps to have those slides, which is what I do the webinars with. So that's why I decided to go Keto for Hormones for next week's webinar. And then That led me to think, well, then I should share the other one I was going to do on the podcast. So that's what we're doing today. And this particular one, like I said, it was how to find your version of the keto diet, which something we talk about a lot here, but kind of going to sum it all up for you. It was, a, I think, about a 45-minute talk. So I kind of had to rush through it. I don't want to do that here. So we'll see how it goes. But of course, there's things that I've kind of talked to you guys about before that I can probably skip over and maybe just give a little bit less of a description. So that's what we'll do. Are you guys excited? It's going to be like you're at KetoCon. All right. So here we go. The first thing I always do when I do a talk when I'm on a stage is to, of course, introduce myself, but not only introduce myself, but share my story. Because, you know, I think we can all agree that when you have someone who's teaching you something new, maybe that you don't know, or from a different perspective, or something like that, it really does help to have kind of like a personal story attached to it. Like someone that's been there, done that, been through the ups and downs, kind of knows some of the stuff you're going through that's working, that's not working. And I think that that's part of the reason why a lot of you identify and, and relate and 
feel me, I guess, in this podcast space is because I do have a story that a lot of you can relate to with just being really sick and not knowing what was going on with my body and gaining some unexplained weight and just being really depressed about that and then having to crawl out of it and just, you know, the whole situation, which I'll share a little bit with you here. Of course, I've shared my story many times now in the 63 episodes that I've done of Keto for Women, but it never hurts to just continue to hear it again. So with my talks, I always provide a few different photos of me from the past, say, five-ish years. The main reason why I share those photos, because first of all, one is when, and maybe I'll post the photos that I'm talking about on my Instagram when this airs. So the day that this airs, go back and look at that date and you will see the pictures I'm talking about because I do think that this is important. So within the past five years, almost exactly, honestly, and five years ago in October was when I competed in my figure competition. So I have a picture of myself that day, super low body fat, super low body weight, (laughs) really fake tan, didn't even look like myself, but, you know, had these six pack and, you know, super ripped arms and blah, blah, blah. Then I post a picture of about a year later when I competed in a Tough Mudder and had gained a little bit of weight back, still pretty small, but fit and whatever. And then there's a photo of me uh, a few years ago when I was really sick and I had gained a lot of weight just from being really ill. I was on actually the low carb cruise as a speaker. So this was made two years ago. so about two and a half years ago now. And I was so sick <laughs> that I could barely function on the cruise. Like it was so miserable because I felt terrible. I had no energy. My joints hurt. I just would have to lay on either on the bed or we would go outside and I would lay on the chaise and just sleep because I just couldn't do anything. And I felt terrible. Of course, still had a smile on my face. And then The last picture is me in a hospital bed right before I had my emergency appendectomy and colectomy, which like I was just in so much pain. It was just one of the worst experiences and still smile on my face, thumbs up. I know I share these pictures because throughout those pictures in the five years, I was really sick in all of those pictures. So in the picture where I'm smiling and I'm about to do the Tough Mudder and I look like fit and strong and ready to go, I was eating like maybe six foods. I was on an autoimmune protocol, but even more strict than that because I could not get my autoimmune disease, ulcerative colitis under control, no matter how much medicine I took, no matter how many foods I eliminated. It was painful. I was running in the bathroom multiple times a day. And by multiple, I mean like 10 to 20 times a day. I just couldn't do anything. I was really, really sick. So yeah, I have this look of being fit and strong and healthy, but I'm not. And the same thing goes, I mean, I think if we actually think about it, we know that it's not true, but a lot of us will see someone who has a very low body fat percentage, has you know muscle tone and six pack abs and whatever as a female, and just kind of for some reason think that they're healthy. And I was anything but healthy in that picture. Of course, still had a smile on my face, looked the part, but inside, not healthy whatsoever. And then, of course, on the cruise, couldn't tell, but really unhealthy and really sick. And then, of course, obviously, you can tell when I'm in a hospital bed that, yeah, not good. So I think I just like to share that just as a reminder to everyone watching and listening that it's not always 
sunshine and rainbows when we think it's sunshine and rainbows. Everyone has stuff going on and judging from the outside isn't really the way to go, not the way to do it. If it takes a different body type to get well, that's what it takes. And I don't look like any of the pictures that I have posted of those four right now, but I'm healthy and happy and strong and fit and doing all the things I want to do. So I think it's just kind of a way to show that don't judge a book by its cover kind of thing. The outside doesn't always portray the inside, that kind of stuff. So I do always show those pictures and like show a list of everything I've been through over the past few years, which is two autoimmune diseases, ulcerative colitis and Hashimoto's, both of which are now in remission and unmedicated. Chronic inflammatory response syndrome, which I know I've talked about here quite a bit on the show, which was that inflammatory response that I got due to toxic mold exposure in my house. And that led to brain fog, unexplained weight gain, chronic fatigue, joint pain, memory loss, and depression. Those things, of course, all led to having chronically low cortisol. So again, something I've talked about where I had this like flat line, I had absolutely no cortisol. My adrenals were totally tanked, barely making it out uh, through the day, and really had to work to build my adrenals back up over the last few years. That, of course, led to having amenorrhea for three years in my mid-30s when I should be the most fertile, I would think. I was not having a period at all. And it was in, let's see, pretty much the four pictures I have up here. I don't think any of them did I have a regular menstrual cycle. So, of course, I was really sick. That illness led to really low cortisol, that adrenal dysfunction led to hormonal imbalance that then caused amenorrhea, that also caused skin breakouts. And then in addition, just the stress on the body and just everything else I was going through, plus being exposed to the toxic mold led to that leaky gut situation and the food sensitivities I was talking about to where I could only eat like six foods. So it was pretty low. It was a pretty low time over the past five years going through all that. But then, as you all know now, I've spent the last, I'd say, almost a year really well, better than I ever have been, healthier than I ever have been. And of course, keto was a huge, huge piece of that. But you all know the other things I did, like really trying to make stress relieving techniques part of my everyday practice. I tell everyone I changed my personality. So going from major type A personality to being able to let things go a little easier, I really had to work on that, making sure to get enough sleep, obviously getting out of the toxic environment that I was in was huge, going through that whole protocol to rid my body of those toxins. You know, there's a lot of stuff that I did, but of course, we're here on Keto for Women today. And so we're going to talk about keto which is, like I mentioned, a huge piece of what I did. Now, because we're talking about how to make this right for you or finding your right version, the very first step is to go from saying keto diet to keto lifestyle. Those are very different. You may not think so, but just when you start saying that, you're not going to probably necessarily go up to your friend and be like, hey, I'm doing the keto lifestyle. <laughs> you're not going to say that. You would say, oh, I'm, I'm trying the keto diet. You'd probably say that. And then you're almost already setting yourself up for like the questions that maybe you don't necessarily want to answer or aren't ready to answer from your skeptical friends. Or maybe you're setting yourself up to only think of it as temporary and like, maybe I'm, I'm just going to try the keto diet for 30 days or something like that. Whereas if you just talk about it as a lifestyle, 
even like subconsciously triggers a different emotion around it and triggers a different thought process around it. So I really think that that's the first step is just don't even say it's a diet anymore. And I mean, I think you hear me quite a bit here on the show refer to it as that and try to stay away from the word diet. And so I have a list of what I think the difference is. So if you're doing the keto diet, you are following someone else's rules, restrictions, calculations, and meals which you know I'm a huge fan of not doing because that's someone else. That's not you. That person doesn't know you. Having that person tell you exactly what to eat, exactly what your macros should be, the foods that you should never, ever eat, that's not you. So following someone else isn't going to do anything for you. When you do that, another thing, you ignore your body's reactions. So when you are following someone else and you're on this diet, you're not looking to see how you are responding unless maybe it's by the scale, which if you listened to last week, you know, is not something I promote, but you aren't really tapping into your body when you are following a diet. You're focusing on one arbitrary goal. So like I said, you may be watching the scale to determine how that's working. And that's the only thing you're looking at or thinking about or caring What changes is that one arbitrary goal, instead of really diving into what you want and what you hope to see, you went on a diet, you also have foods on your list that you can't or shouldn't eat. So you have those words that I just don't like, like that's not allowed, or I can't have that, or man, I shouldn't be eating this. If you're saying those things, even in your head, you're on a diet. And that diet's not probably going to go very well. And it's probably not going to last very long before something gives because simply of those really negative mindset words. And you also may use the terms falling off the wagon, going off plan, having a cheat day. You might use those phrases too, which is another huge sign for me that you are seeing this as a diet, which when you do that, those words lead to binging, yo-yo dieting up and down and up and down. You're on, you're off, you're on, you're off. And that's a diet because you're on a diet and then you're off a diet. You're on the wagon and off the wagon. There is no wagon. There is no diet because you are on a lifestyle. So when you do the keto lifestyle and you just change your life to be something of a more healthier option, here's what happens. First of all, you learn what your body responds to. So you're taking this opportunity to finally tap into your body and see what it does in response to what you do. So if you get into a ketogenic state, how do you feel? Do you feel great? Do you feel tired? Do you feel energized? Do you have a headache? Like what's going on? You start looking at more things. You start becoming more intuitive with what your body is trying to tell you because all of those things are telling you something. Those symptoms, we'll call them, they are telling you, they are signals from your body to change something. So, of course, do I know what to change? No, I don't because I'm not you. I don't know what you just did. So, you know, for me to be like, oh, yeah, if you have a headache, eat more carbs. Like, no, that's quite often not the answer. It might be, but I don't know because I don't know what you're doing. I haven't followed your every move for the last 48 hours. You could just need more water. You could need more sleep. (laughs) Actually, so many times, I'd say 90% of the time, it's those two things. You either, either need water or sleep or both. So, you know, 
you are just now using those things to learn more about your body. Maybe you thought you had a chronic migraine problem, but really you're just dehydrated chronically, right? But like now we have this information, which is so great. You are also, when on a lifestyle, tapping into your body's cues and adapting. So like I just said, so this is pretty much what I just went over. Those things that you are experiencing, whether you're keto or anything, doesn't matter what lifestyle change you're making. It could be changing your sleep schedule, or it could be changing the times you eat, or how much water, or the amount of coffee you drink. Any change that you make, your body's going to tell you what's going on, how it's working, how it's not working. But now you are in control. You're in the driver's seat to make the changes and figure that out for yourself. So instead of focusing on one arbitrary goal, as we do in a diet with a lifestyle, you are using that to take charge of your health. So of course, we talk about the bigger whys here. So you're finding out those bigger reasons that are health related, most likely, maybe not, they might be changes in your relationships, how you are around your husband or your kids or whatever. So, but you have these much bigger, deeper, more responsible, more effective goals besides this one, like a number or a size or a measurement or something like that. There's something bigger going on. And that's what leads this lifestyle change. When you're on a lifestyle, you don't have foods that you can't or shouldn't eat because you have food freedom. And food freedom combines everything we just talked about, which is tapping into your body, using those cues to find out what works best for you. So taking that information that you're learning, especially after you eat a certain food or a certain type of macronutrient ratio that you find out does or doesn't work for you, and using that to combine with what you want too. So like if you find out, this is an example, if you find out that when you have a cup of berries as your snack in the middle of the day, you have amazing energy, you feel really good, you're on point for the rest of the night, and you're just happy. That is really good information to know that you do well with berries, that that is something that while some people may say is off limits on a ketogenic diet, you know that you do well with that. It makes you feel really good. So that is food freedom. So when you feel like your body would do well with berries, like when you maybe need a little bit more energy, you're feeling a little sluggish midday or depressed or something like that, you can add those berries and that's your version of keto because you know berries work for you, you feel really good and there you go. So not off limits as somebody may at some point have told you. Now, on the other hand, you could have a cup of berries as your snack and then feel sluggish and like maybe you feel like foggy or you need to take a nap or you just don't have any energy the rest of the day. Well, then, you know, some people are fine with berries on their keto and they post about it and it's great, but not for you and it's not yours. So now you're taking that food freedom and knowing that the berries aren't off limits, but you know how you feel when you eat those. And that may help you make that decision later on if that's right for you or not. So you know every time you have berries, you feel sluggish and you need to go take a nap. Well, then that's probably not going to be something that in your food freedom, you choose that often because you don't feel good afterwards, right? So that's where the food freedom comes in and, and knowing that nothing is off limits. It's just finding those foods that you feel best eating and naturally making those a bigger part of your day 
or your week or your month or your whole keto lifestyle because that's what works for you. And then as you can see, so we're tapping into our body, we're finding what works for us, we're not paying attention to what everyone else is doing, we're just really learning the foods that do and don't work for us, the cues that our body is giving us, adapting as needed, and then the only thing left to do is go live your life. Because when you're not busy looking at your app, calculating your macros for the day, prepping food all the time that has to be 100% perfect, looking at the blog posts and reading those and the Instagram posts and the podcast telling you exactly what to eat and all that stuff, when you're not doing that, you're going to have a lot more time to just go live your life. And it should hopefully be something that's not really involved around keto or food or anything, you know, maybe it's a new workout class or a hike or going to get coffee with a friend, catching up with your kids, playing games, something like that, that's living a life free of diet obsession. How about we say that? Because it is very real and very much something that you need to start recognizing and doing because I've been there, trust me, I've been there for so long and it's really fun to not be there anymore. And I want that for you too. So as you can see, the thing that takes keto from a diet to a lifestyle is all about you. It's you wanting and realizing the need to make that change, to not go after something arbitrary, to not go after someone else's meal plans and someone else's macros that may have worked for them, or they may just be lying and just saying that to get you to read their posts, who knows, but instead finding what works for you, you making that step, you taking the action, you listening to your body, you taking the time, but then also you letting go and living life. Okay, so that's the difference. And I think right there, you can see what I really want to do and how easy it becomes to find your version of keto when you have made that switch from the diet mentality to the lifestyle mentality. Before we move on with this episode, I want to take a second to tell you all about Trabali Burgers. They are a proud sponsor of the Keto for Women show and one of my all-time favorite must-haves in the kitchen because they're so convenient. Trabali burgers are made of the highest quality, cleanest ingredients you can imagine, organic, grass-fed, pasture-raised meats, herbs, and spices. Basically, all of the ingredients you would use yourself if you're making your own burgers at home, except they've already done it for you. Not only that, they freeze them too. So these are frozen burger patties that are just the highest quality foods you would ever want. And that's what makes them so convenient. You take them out of the freezer, pop them in a pan or on the grill, and within 10 minutes, you're ready to eat. I always make sure I have them on hand for times when I'm traveling or I just forgot to take out things from the freezer to cook for dinner. This always comes in handy and makes a great meal no matter what. They come in three flavors, Mediterranean and umami that are the beef flavors and chipotle chicken, which is my personal favorite. So good as a taco salad ingredient. You've got to try it. Trabali burgers are available at Target, 
and natural grocers now. They've been at Whole Foods too, so you can get them pretty much almost anywhere nowadays, which is really exciting. But you can also get them on their website at tribalifoods.com. That's T-R-I-B-A-L-I foods.com. And use the coupon code KETO, the number four women, and you'll get 15% off your order. That's tribaliburgers.com and use the coupon code KETO for women to get 15% off your order. You can go ahead and use the link in the show notes to head over there now and grab your burgers. You'll be so happy you did the next time you need a quick meal. So here now are my five steps to finding your version of keto. Number one, find your bigger why. We've talked about this before. We talk about this. We spent a whole week talking about this in the Fat Burning Female Project, but this is something, it's just game changing. When you have that bigger purpose for doing what you're doing as it relates to keto, but also as it relates to your other health goals or lifestyle goals that you're trying to change, anything, you have to keep your eye on the prize. And the prize, I hate to say it, but I'm going to say it. The prize is not weight loss. It's not. Find something else. Find something else that is just so important that it will keep you going. Because as I'm sure a lot of you can relate to, the weight loss, first of all, there's a couple different things. It can happen at the beginning and then it stops. It cannot happen at all. You can gain weight. There's a ton of variables. There's a ton of different things that can happen with your weight, with keto, or with any diet change for that matter. But no matter what, it's always going to lead to some negative thoughts, maybe a little bit of disappointment, some confusion, frustration, all these negative things. Whereas when you focus on something bigger, deeper, more important, first of all, that has a larger impact on you and what you're doing and making that lifestyle change instead of getting into that diet space again, but making it a lifestyle, you'll notice these improvements a lot more. You'll notice yourself getting closer and closer to these goals. And it's a very positive feeling to notice yourself getting closer to these goals and seeing these improvements when you put your weight on the back seat and start looking at these other things. But then also, that is most likely when you will start seeing changes in your body, when you stop focusing on it. I see it all the time. I saw it in myself too. So really trying to focus on something greater. So here's a couple ways you can kind of think about your bigger why. How do you want to feel? How do you want to act? How do you want to move? And how do you want to live? So you can answer all those. You can find one that really speaks to you and answer that one, but find an answer to at least one of those and make that your bigger why. So I'll give you some examples. How do you want to feel? Do you want more energy? Do you want to be able to get through you know, a certain workout at a faster rate or more energized when you're in this workout, something like that? How do you want to act? Do you want to be more kind to your loved ones or maybe have more of a positive vibe at work or something like that? 
how do you want to move? Like I mentioned with the hike or something like that, but it could also be, do you want to get stronger? Do you want to be able to lift a certain amount more? Do you want to be able to run around with your grandkids? So that's really important. I think there's a lot of bigger whys that involve family. So that might be somewhere to start. And how do you want to live? Do you want to have enough energy to go walk with a friend instead of having to go home and lay on the couch after work? Do you want to spend your weekends being active instead of having to take a nap like you do now? You know, so just trying to find something that means something to you, that you can see a change in your life when these things happen. So I gave you some not very good suggestions, but now I have even better ones that I pulled directly from the Fat Burning Female Project. So week two, we all talk about our bigger whys, and here are some that came from some actual participants, and some of them might speak to you. To nourish my body through food and allow it to heal. To heal my gut issues that have bothered me for years to get my hormones in check in order to stabilize my moods and stress levels, to end my fight with food, to be healthier and be a great example to my husband, kids, and grandkids too, to be at peace with myself and what I eat, to get rid of chronic inflammation. As a diabetic, I would love to get off insulin and to heal my metabolism. So those are all you can see, you can tell just by hearing those how much deeper that goes than to lose 10 pounds, to lose 30 pounds, to get into my jeans from college. This stuff is really important stuff. And often the underlying issue, of course, to weight loss concerns as well. So let's do that instead. So step one, find your bigger why. Step two, keep a journal. So I think, you know, I'm not a huge fan of blogging your food, especially like with an app or anything like that. But I do think that for a period of time, when you are trying to find something that works for you, I think keeping a journal is really, really awesome, a really good way to learn more about yourself. So this journal is not even necessarily going to show you everything you ate for that day or anything like that. Like definitely not your macros or your calories or anything like that. But it's a journal to kind of log how you feel. So if you notice any changes, if you notice that things are going well or there's something that isn't going well, you can log your ketone readings, your blood sugar readings, you can log your workouts, your sleep, your digestive stuff, just really looking at everything to notice changes. So if you feel really good, then you can see, okay, these were my ketone readings. This is the workout I did. So you can kind of start seeing patterns of, okay, every time my ketones are in this range, I feel really good and I ate like this. So doing something like this on a regular basis would be a good idea. So you're just gathering information about your body and how it's responding to different things. And then, of course, on the opposite end, if something doesn't go well and you have a terrible day and you don't sleep and you're bloated and you don't feel good, then you can kind of look at your ketone readings. You can look at what you ate and your workouts and all that stuff and also start seeing the patterns of when things don't go well, what you have done to possibly eliminate that. So you can get a copy of, it's just a one-page copy of 
the journal that I would use. If I were you, I created this for you all. It's a daily keto journal. So you can print that out, go to my website, download it, print it out. You can print it for however many days you want to use it however you want to do it, but it will help you and it's all laid out just for you and it's totally free. So you can go to my website, seanminer.com slash journal and get that. So head over there and it will be available for you to download and you can get going on your daily keto journal. So great. Okay. Step three, utilize your ketone readings. So I showed this, I believe on Instagram and Facebook. So on my social medias back in June. And basically what I showed was I took a test, a ketone reading before I ate. So it was a 1.8 on my blood ketone reading, which we know uh, typical nutritional ketosis is 0.5 to 3.0. So I was kind of where I usually am about in the mid ones. (laughs) So I was at 1.8 and then I ate a meal that included about a cup of sweet potatoes, some roasted sweet potatoes. And so I was testing that meal, including that larger level of carbohydrates to see how my body responded. And so then I waited two hours and I retested my ketones and I was at 1.3. So then that shows me that my body does well, does totally fine with a cup of sweet potatoes. So that is something that I can now put into my version of keto that works for me when I feel like it, when I want it, when my body's telling me carbs would be good. So I know that it's not going to kick me out of ketosis. My body's just fine. Blood sugar stays normal. I'm cool. Now, of course, you may do that experiment and it may not work for you. Maybe your body responds differently to sweet potatoes than my body does. So that's just information for you. But you can do this with any particular food. And that would also be something to perhaps track in your journal. But You can try some fruit. You can try even extra protein, less fat. If you're kind of trying to figure out your macros that really work to keep you in ketosis and make you feel really good. If you want to start lowering the fat a little bit now that you're in ketosis and increasing protein or increasing carbs or something like that, these are all things that you can test for yourself. So this is where it becomes really nice to not have to rely on someone else's macros because you have the power to learn for yourself what works for you. That's really huge. So do this. It's kind of a fun experiment. You can use your own body as a little science experiment. Another thing is if you're kind of trying to figure out that area where you do really well, so you can spend a few days eating, say, like reducing your fat by, you know, a few servings or whatever you do, increasing your protein by a serving or something like that, and do that for a few days and then test your ketones and see if you're still in ketosis. So that would be the way to know if a certain macronutrient ratio works for you is to wait a few days if you're trying to find something to do long term. If you're just looking to see how a certain food does for you on occasion, then you just can do that one time, test, eat, then wait a couple hours and test again. And that will show you how your body did with that particular food. So I think that's a really fun thing that you can do to find your version of keto. And that really helps. Like it helped me so much to know that sweet potatoes are really a good thing for me to add to my keto lifestyle. And so it's great. So whenever I feel like those sweet potatoes look good, I have some and I'm cool with it. Step four 
break up with tracking apps and calculating. So obviously, this is something I've kind of been alluding to this entire podcast, but also this entire Keto for Women show 63 episodes, because I really think that a lot of great things can happen for you and learning about your body and listening to your body and finding food freedom and using your intuitive eating skills when you break up with your app and when you break up with your tracking and when you break up with your macro calculations and your calorie calculations and all these calculating that we do with our food, not only is it taking away from, I think, other pleasures in life, but I think also it's keeping you from being able to get into this lifestyle, get into this as something you're doing for the long term, because long term, you're not going to use an app every single time you eat, and you shouldn't be. So instead of using an app, I think if you kind of need to take a step away and kind of need to try to learn to let go of that, I think the best way is to build a plate of food. So build your perfect plate of food that you know works really well for your body and keeps you in ketosis and makes you feel really good. And then just take a mental snapshot or actually use your phone and take a picture if you're like me and you take pictures of all your food and just continue to go back to that. Just continue to build a plate that looks like that. Now, it's not going to be the same foods every single time because that would be really boring. But a third of your plate is a big pile of veggies. And then a third of your plate is extra fats that you put on your veggies and your meat. And then you have a chunk of protein this big. Then that's kind of your anchor. Use that as your anchor and continue to go back to that if you feel yourself kind of veering away. But when you can use that mental picture as your anchor instead of an app on your phone, it makes a huge difference. And of course, you have a lot of wiggle room within that anchor. You have the ability to change things up and veer occasionally or as much as you want. But just remember that that anchor is there for a reason and you can go back to it. Not only are you using that anchor plate, but you're also using your journal and you're using the ketone readings and you're using this other stuff we just talked about that's helping you tap into your body and what your body does best with. And it just makes such a big difference when you actually make that connection with yourself instead of searching for this outside thing. Like that's what we really need to do here. So the app is an outside thing. The macro calculator is an outside thing. But when you're using a journal, you're focusing on what you feel like. How was my digestion today? How was my energy? Did I have a headache? Did I drink enough water? Like all this stuff that you're thinking about that is focused on you and how you feel. And that's really the best way to start this new sense of attachment to yourself and detachment from these other tools you're trying to currently use that aren't your body. And just please remember, I say this all the time, but I need to keep saying it. Food is not a math equation. It is nourishment for our bodies and nutrients to stay strong and healthy and alive (laughs) and pleasure. You should enjoy what you eat as well. It is a pleasurable experience. Let's just get back to that. Let's take out that math equation. And step five, enjoy your keto lifestyle and thrive. So like I mentioned, when we were kind of talking about the difference between it being a diet and a lifestyle, I cannot even explain the amount of freedom that you can feel when you do make this change, the things that I just talked about, and when you do find 
what actually works for you. It's like, oh my gosh, I don't have to follow XYZ plan or read all these blog posts that change every day because new stuff comes out or whatever. I can just focus on me and I can just do what I know feels good for my body and I can keep connecting with my bigger why and getting closer to that and also seeing all these other benefits that are happening to my body when I'm focusing on the right things and just live life. There's so much more going on that you now have access to enjoy because you're not so focused on this one thing, which I know I talked about a few episodes ago in the signs you're keeling too hard, which was a big hit. I had no idea at the time it would be, but I guess we all needed to hear those those words. But I'm telling you again, it's time. If you're not currently breaking free from the diet mentality and living the keto life, it's time. Time to do it now. Use these steps. Get your keto journal. Become part of a fat burning female project. Everything that we just talked about here today, this is what we do in the project. We're just doing it all together in a group. You're learning what works for you after you get into ketosis. So I'm making sure you're in ketosis safely. And then this is what we do. And it makes a huge difference. So this is what I want for you. You can enjoy life, but you can also enjoy a keto lifestyle, which is, yeah, I'm keto and I'm eat high fat, low carb, but I know the foods that I can enjoy. I know what works for me. I know what doesn't. I know those foods that don't make me feel good at all. And so that's how you know where to go and what your plate looks like and what your keto looks like and the foods that are or are not on your keto list based on how they make you feel. It's really that easy. Okay, so just really quick, just to sum everything up, we're going to go through some of my keto lifestyle tips, which are just basically the things I just went over. I'm just kind of reminding you. Number one, always go back to your bigger why. So the second things start getting a little diety in your head, go back to your bigger why. It happens to me. Don't worry. It happens to all of us. No big deal. We start getting into this little weird zone because we've spent our entire lives there practically. But go back to that bigger why, and it will remind you what you're actually trying to do. Number two, know that keto perfection does not exist. You will never be keto perfect because there's no such thing. So don't try to be keto perfect. Just try to be in the right space for you most of the time. How about that? Makes it a little less daunting, right? When it's just you're doing the best for you with what works for you and for your body because you've learned all that. And you don't need to be perfect. It doesn't exist. Number three, every day does not need to look exactly the same. So you're going to actually live a lifestyle. Then living a lifestyle doesn't mean eating the exact same foods every single day. Like that's weird, right? That's not normal. That's more of a diet mentality. And trust me, again, I did it for years. I ate the same thing because I was on this bodybuilder diet and it was the same foods for years. But that's not really how things should be, especially if we want to get these nice, really good nutrient-dense foods in, then you have to mix it up. And that's really important. So if you're using a macro calculator or an app to track your food or whatever, then you are trying to get as close to the same every single day. And that's just not real life. That's not how it works. Some days you're going to eat way more food. Some days you're going to eat way less food. Some days you're going to eat way more fat. Some days you're going to eat way less fat. More protein, less protein, more carbs, less carbs. Every day it can be so different. And that's the beauty about this as a lifestyle is that we don't have to follow a particular pattern every single day. 
it's just life. And sometimes you work out hard and you get really hungry like me and you just eat a ton of food in one day. And then other days you don't work out and you're not nearly as hungry. So you just eat when your body tells you to eat. It's really great. Number four, if you get bumped out of ketosis, don't freak out. So if in this process, when you're trying to find the foods that work for you, say you want to try the sweet potato experiment like I did, and it doesn't work, and it gets you out of ketosis, don't worry. It's okay. You're not like no longer a fat burner. (laughs) It's fine. You're just going to take a little bit of time. You'll probably be with back in ketosis within the day, I'd say within the next 24 hours or so. So nothing to freak out about. You're just, again, finding what works for your body. And when it's a lifestyle, you have all the time in the world to get back into ketosis. So no need to freak out. Number five, if you're feeling restricted or having cravings or feeling like you're going to binge, something needs to change. So if you start getting these feelings of, you know, like you need sugar or a sweet treat or dessert all the time or whatever, or you start having these moments of binging or you start feeling like, man, I really would love to have X, Y, Z, but I can't. Again, we're back in that diet mentality. So again, go to the bigger Y, do all these things we just talked about, but then also change something. So you might need to eat more food. A lot of times if you just eat more food, those feelings of binging and restriction and all that stuff really go away. If you're just fully nourishing your body. Maybe you need more fat. Maybe you're not actually in ketosis. Maybe you need to just go find something else that you find pleasurable. Maybe you haven't been doing enough for you, like self-care or going to meet with friends, you know, doing stuff that makes you happy. So change something. That's all that that means if you have those feelings again. Okay, we made it through. All of that was my talk at KetoCon. I hope that that all helped and made sense. Like I said, I know it's review for a lot of you. Something we do talk about quite often here on Keto for Women, but I really don't think it can be stated enough because based on the questions and just requests I get from you all, there's still a lot of people out there that can't get past that diet mentality. And that's what we need to do first and foremost to really make keto work for us. So that's why I'm here. I'm going to keep plugging away at it. All right. So that will do it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed that. And if you have someone who is in the keto space that may be just like dieting to diet, and kind of stuck in that mentality, please share this with them. Please make sure they know that there is a resource, there is a way to do things a little differently and maybe see some different kinds of changes and learn a little bit more about their body. So of course, I always love it when you share these episodes. It means so much to me because we can just help that many more women when we do so. All right, take care, everybody. And we'll see you next week and hopefully see you at the webinar. Bye-bye.